Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Seth. And we are track walking. Um, I would say back. We did like a mini episode. Well, you did a mini episode last week. My levels were terrible. I, I apologize for that. It sounded I, like I was screaming into the microphone. I literally posted it sight unseen. Fantastic. <laughs> ear, I love that trust that we have. Ear unheard. <laughs> I love you emailed me and you're like, hey, let me know how this is. I'm just like, I'm sure it's fine. Posted. (laughs) Cheers. Yeah, last week I was running around with my head chopped off is how it felt. And I was uh, sitting just off the beach uh, drinking coffee. So that was great. One of us was having a better time than the other. Probably. But we're not going to judge necessarily it was you it was me so yeah it was definitely me so i i woke up this morning and my cheeks from from my cheeks hurt like the muscles in my face hurt and then i stepped out of bed and my achilles tendons hurt and everything from my cheeks to my achilles tendons also hurt see i thought you were going like my cheeks hurt because i was smiling so much because i had the best time that could be some of it um, but mostly it's because I do a terrible job, like relaxing myself when in the middle of races and I tend to like do whatever the, there's gotta be like a yoga pose for full body tension, which is probably destructive. Like if there's a destructive yoga pose, that's what it is. Well, it's probably just, what is it? Prone position? Like just laying on your back flat. That's right. That's probably the the full body relaxed position that's yeah but i was doing the opposite of that whatever the opposite of full body relaxation is that's me when doing sprint races and so i wake up the next morning and i feel like i feel terrible but i had fun so that's the important thing did you barf i didn't barf i actually over hydrated this weekend so you had to pee all the time i had to pee a lot um like a lot a lot because we had so we, we raced Texas Mini Grand Prix. Saturday was uh, endurance racing, four-hour endurance race. Sunday was sprint racing. And we had the best weather. Um, it was essentially 78 and sunny both days for all the racing. It was a little cool in the morning for the track. The track was slippery in the morning. But by the time we raced both days, uh, the track was in pretty good shape. Um, and we had a great time. Um, it was warm enough that you got like the track surface was warm and in your leathers, you were like, Oh, I'm mildly glistening, but you didn't sweat to death. And it, it was fantastic. First race of the year. First race of the year. Yep. This is our season opener. Um, we do race. I mean, I always say we race all year long, but there there's definitely, there's a, a gap in the winter time because you kind of don't want to race motorcycles when it's too cold, if you can help it, because um, most of the listeners I'm sure have driven cars on like sporty rubber when it's cold. And that feeling where you're like, Oh, I have zero grip is a little spooky in a car, but in a motorcycle, you just fall over. 
Um, and that's deeply unpleasant. I actually, I, I have one friend who, this is all at this track. Um, a week ago, Sunday, he fell and broke his collarbone. Um, had surgery on it uh, last week, Thursday. I have another friend who is sitting in the hospital with his second chest tube in because last Wednesday he fell, broke his collarbone, broke four ribs and partially collapsed a lung. And they had a chest tube in to reinflate his lung. And then they needed to redo the chest tube because it's semi-deflated. He's awaiting collarbone surgery, which they won't do till they have his lung stabilized. And there's another guy that I don't know nearly as well, but uh, he was at the race on Sunday and throttle stuck. And my the last thing I heard is he has a broken collarbone, broken ribs, and also got a chest tube all at the same track. Different corners, though, which kind of makes it fun. No, nothing about that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've only, I've never experienced it myself, but I've only heard that Broken ribs are some of the worst pain ever because it hurts to it hurts a lot. Literally breathe. Like a lot, a lot. Although I did learn in this do. Yeah, this this doesn't talk about the, the race weekend at all. But I have learned a lot more about what a partially collapsed lung probably feels like. And the last time I broke ribs, I probably definitely should have gone to the hospital as it turns out i mean i'm better but that was probably one of my dumber things so like if you can feel your lung moving you should probably go to the hospital I, as it turns out i mean when you say it like that i've never considered that a lung could move other than like inflating and deflating so Feels weird. Yeah, that that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we raced we raced motorcycles yep. this weekend. Big big news, endurance yep. racing. Um, yep. because Sonya is going to college next year and uh, can't race a full season. Um, we decided to do a team with Sonya and I. Our team, uh, lovingly named Daddy Daughter Motorcycle Day. <laughs> Just the, the two of you. It was just the two of us. It'd be awkward um, if you had a third person who we, was not related to either of you at all. We almost did. We One of her other team members didn't have a team. And so his dad asked, he was like, oh, can he come race? And Sonia looked me dead in the eyes and goes, only if her dad races with us. Or only if his dad races with us too. I was like, because she was like, it's, it's, a, it's a father-kid team. We have to do that. And we convinced him to do at least one half hour stint on the bike. And then when he got there on Sunday, he was like, ah, we'll just do it. We'll just, the two of us will do a team together. So we had two father kid teams, which was pretty awesome. And they crushed us, but whatever. (laughs) Um, So we had, we had a, we had a really, really good race. Um, It was interesting because by being on the same team, I actually got to watch her race Oh, yeah. Because it's it's the only time I've raced where I was always off the bike when she was riding. Um, otherwise, there was when we were racing on two different teams, we overlapped a bunch, and you know I was on track with her or I was doing other things, and so that was actually really neat to to split like that. And we ran a really good race. 
Um, we were first in class um, and seventh out of 15 total teams. Um, only four laps from being in fourth place. So wow. awfully good. Uh, 260 laps over the course of four hours. What was it like watching her? She's better than me. Well, I mean, yeah. like noticeably better than me. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about that. Um, no, she's, she is a very good motorcycle rider. Um, and, and a very good motorcycle racer right now. Um, she makes, she makes very good moves on people. She is patient when she needs to be patient. She recognizes, like she really learns other racers as you go through the race and, you know, new people need room in different places. Um, there, there's places on the track where you will pass, um, some people and you won't pass other people. There's, there's places where you, you know, you're looking across the track to see where the fast bikes are coming up on you so that you can anticipate, you know, giving someone a little bit more room because you know, they're going to show up. Um, all of those little tricks that you do to, to race safely and efficiently, um, she can do all of those things and probably do most of them better than me. Um, arguably she raced, she raced way more endurance laps than I did last year. So she has, she probably has more endurance experience than I do at this point. Um, nice. That's kind of cool. So how many races are you two doing as a at team? least? So the series is eight. Um, and we're going to do at least three. And that was the reason we decided to do it this way was because there's only three of them that we know we can do before it gets into her college commitments. And then when that's done, um, when she's, when she's away at school and has to do those things, I will go back to my regular, uh, endurance team. And those guys were really cool. Or it's just the fact that I'm the slowest guy in the team and they do better without me. That might be part of it as well. Um, but they had a they had a fantastic race. They were uh, fourth overall. Um, crashed the bike one time when somebody fell right in front of them. Didn't break the bike. Um, so uh, was fantastic. That's cool. I mean, you said you were fairly close to fourth place. Which Four is, laps. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I'm sure I'm sure who you're comparing to. I mean, for two of you to the two of you, especially if you're kind of claiming how slow that you actually are. I think that's, I mean, it sounds pretty damn good to me. Yeah. And you know, there's, so when Sonia rides the bike, especially since they're in a different class, you said, yeah, they're a, they're a, uh, one, one step faster class than us. Um, when Sonia rides the bike, cause she weighs, you know, like nine pounds and she's good at it. Um, she's faster she was faster than all but one of their riders. One of the riders set one lap time that was faster than her fastest lap time. But in general, if we could keep her on the bike for four hours, she would have finished fourth overall. Um, the downside is we occasionally have to put me on the bike and I'm roughly two seconds a lap slower than her. And that two seconds a lap translates for the 130 laps I rode, you know, that's like four and a half to five laps. And that's the difference between fourth and seventh. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I weigh, I don't, I don't weigh twice as much as she does, but I'm pretty close. Yeah. And, you know, when you're, when you've only got, 
yeah, somewhere between nine and ten horsepower. That's it's a pretty significant difference. Seems like a thing. Yeah. So it's it's like adding it's like taking out a Honda Fit with one person versus a Honda Fit with five people in it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's different. Yeah. That's significant. <laughs> yeah. I got you. So when's the next one? Uh April twenty third, maybe? Just over a month. Right before the one lap. Yes, weekend before the one lap. Um, so I have to like don't, don't <laughs> I hurt have to be, be good and not hurt myself. Um, but then we did sprints. Sprints were good. Sonia is in the funny spot where she is fast enough that she basically has no one to compete with in the lower two classes. So she, so she races the same bike. She um, endurance races, which is in the lowest class. And she races that class and a class up in a variety of things. She ran six races yesterday and she can beat everybody in that class and the class up. And the problem is if she, if she moved up another class and she did race one class with the highest class bikes, which are 65 CC two strokes, which make something like 16 horsepower um, to her 10 and she can't touch those. Like you get on the straightaway and they'll pull 10 bike lengths on her, 12 bike lengths on her, like huge amounts of distance. And she's like, there's nothing you can do. Like there's such a power deficit that, that she can't make up anything to that class if it's a decent rider. So she ends up kind of like mid pack with those type of bikes. You know, they're separated in like, like any race series, right? Like at the pointy end, there's like seven or eight guys who are like really fast. And then there's kind of a gap and then there's everybody else who's learning to race. And she's right in the middle of people who are two classes up with her. So she was a little bit frustrated that she had not a lot of real racing to do because she just went out and beat people. Um, yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's tough. You're fast. That must be terrible. Yeah. Um, I, on the other hand, got to actually race people because I'm slower. So that was fun. So billboard advertisement for being slow yeah being in the middle of things um gets you some there's there's some race action that goes on if you've got five six seven people out there and you're like third place you're battling like you're fighting with other old dudes for whatever it is that old dudes fight over on the racetrack um and i had some really proper good full six and eight lap battles like flag to flag battles where I was within two bike lengths of people for the entire race. Um, literally rubbing shoulders with people at one point, um, which is a little sketch and freaks me out, but it yeah. worked fine. Yeah. Um, Sketches me out too for you and I'm not even there. Yeah. So, but, but I had a really, it's good to race. It's good to feel that, you know, have the, yeah. have the green flag drop and and be able to you know that that first corner thing you've been there like have a good start have that first corner thing and then race people to the checkered flag how long has it been since we raced um october yeah so about about the same about yeah the same off season. we were done at about the same time i mean i mean you've still I've, been riding yeah, like I've ridden literally all the time since then, but the actual race season yeah. has been about the same time. So, but but speaking of like being kind of in the middle of stuff and like really racing people, 
I know nothing about your weekend because I purposely didn't find yeah. out because I wanted to hear it from you live. Well, it's a little harder to get information too because it wasn't live streamed. So, you know, the the whole information stream from the weekend was harder to get harder yeah but i knew like i knew like 10 people who were on site and it was like not looking at their messages yeah so the run-up the run-up to amp was stressful the entire off season's been kind of stressful if i'm being honest um so be honest scott yeah and within two weeks well i should preface this by saying i just sat down and kind of did some budgeting for the month and whatnot. And I spent more on fuel this month than I have in my entire life by a wide margin, <laughs> like not even close. Um, Man life, yo. Not that I like keep track of that sort of thing, but like absolutely <laughs> not even close. So, <laughs> Yeah, so the first thing is, you know, I picked up the car from Kentucky, from Bluegrass Race Electronics, when Blake got done with all my wiring stuff. Does it look as pretty as you wanted it to? It's pretty hot. It's good. It's like, like fighter jet stuff inside there? It's cool. It's cool. Um, I'll get to that later. Um so I had to pick it up, do a lot of work in a short amount of time because then uh, the Monday before AMP, I had to uh, take it down to Gingerman where JR did my alignment and then we had to put it on the dyno and I did a remote dyno tune with Mikey and um, had a few creepy moments um but fortunately it seems like everything's okay uh was okay on the dyno we tweaked uh we tweaked the tunes gave me a couple tunes that i needed and uh sent me on my way basically so um and that was the monday before amp and we were leaving wednesday night so if i may interrupt you here Mm mm-hmm You've got like, along with all those new wires, you have like a super shiny new dashboard thingy. The The heads up display is I've, I had since last year, but I have okay. a new PDM punch pad. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. Instead of like switches and knobs, I just have buttons that do everything. Is this so intuitive that you didn't have to learn anything? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, And that's actually one of the things I'm going to take a look at doing is I need... It, it's hard, like, in the middle of a race to, like, have to, like, look and be like, all right, I want this. Which button is that? Oh, there it is. Um, like, <laughs> especially AMP because you don't really have straightaways. Right. Um, I'm thinking about, like, color coding them or something. Like, I need some color, like some... I've got little symbol stickers on them, but I haven't learned it yet. That's All what right. I'm trying to say. Um, so, yeah, and everything there works great. It's just no no complaints. I wish I had my little um, 
push to flash my high beams at people because as it turns out that might have been helpful at a few points um but whatever <laughs> it was not certainly not the end of the world so after like monday night i had to take it off the trailer get it into the garage to do some more work on it um on monday did some work on it Monday into Tuesday, and then Tuesday night loaded it back up onto the trailer along with all the tools and the spares and the fluids and the tools and blah, 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 blah. All the things on Tuesday so that we'd be ready to go on Wednesday. So, Are you, are you loving trailer life yet? It's... Yes, except for... The gas mileage <laughs> is horrendous. It's bad. Now, this is a gas van. It's not a diesel. Um, so there's that. But, yeah, the gas mileage is bad. Straight up bad. And driving it is getting more comfortable. But AMP is set way back in the hills of Georgia. And driving these Tale of the Dragon-esque roads while driving a top-heavy van pulling a giant wide trailer is not relaxing at all. So, but we made it. Uh, Good job. (laughs) We we survived. Uh, Yeah, so, and part of it as well, like part of the trip is we have been working with uh, Gordon McAlevitz, um, old grid life buddy who is also a, an engineer and has big machinery at his shop that can laser cut and he can design things who, and he designed my ballast for me. And, um, it was not going to be ready in time for either me or anybody to go pick it up the weekend before. And it was barely ready in time. He went to pick up the last two rewards plates at 5 a.m. Thursday morning so that Becky and I (laughs) were driving to Cincinnati. We slept for like four hours in a Walmart parking lot because Walmart's cool with RVs parking there and slept for four hours, woke up, drove the 10 minutes to meet him at 6.30, 6.45, Hugged him, transferred all the ballast from his truck into the van. Hugged him again, and we continued south. (laughs) Um, Where we drove for another seven, I think seven or eight hours, something like that. And so we got to the track like two or three and kind of unloaded. And instantly I took out my drill and (laughs) started drilling holes in the floor uh, to bolt this ballast down. And the way he designed it's pretty slick. The The permanent part of the ballast has five plates. And so the bottom four plates kind of sit in the passenger well area. And the top one sits over, over top and then has a little fold where it also picks up the stock seat mounts. Oh, that's nice. So it's got four through bolts through the bottom of the floor, which is granted fairly thin steel. But, you know, I've got giant backing plates and stuff. But then the front two pick up on the OEM seat mounts. And so just had to do that. And in that top plate as well, uh, there are threaded 
uh, they're drilled and threaded holes in it. So then the rewards weight just lays over the bolts and everything. And then you just bolt it directly to that top plate. So you don't have to remove any of the permanent bolts at all. Uh, if you ever, if I ever need rewards weight, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's there. It's there. For a while. I like your optimism. I do. I do really yes. like that. You've, you've planned Plan to win. That's one of the, the first it was, first parts of success. It was something Gordon encouraged me to do. Um, you know, he's like, if we're doing this, like, just do it and you'll never have to, like, it'll, you'll just be done. So I'm like, all right, we'll do that. So the car has a lot of weight and it. it's heavier than it's ever been. Can you notice it when you drive it? It's more on that to come. Okay. It's definitely different um and not necessarily in like the overall weight category so brian was already there he had a spot for for us right next to him and he was doing a practice day there and he generously let me drive his car on the last session of the day um just to kind of feel it out and his car is significantly different than it has ever been I was going to ask if you've driven if you've driven his car in the past and what you think of it. I don't think I've ever driven it in the past, but I've driven similar long wheelbase front wheel drive cars, and his rotates quite nicely now. Um, it likes to go. He put a new LSD in. He's got his alignment on point. He's actually got a real functional arrow. Like the car's pretty good. <laughs> It's pretty good now. Uh, and turns out Brian is too. Um, spoiler alert. Brian was quicker than I am around MP. <laughs> um, and how does that make you feel, Scott? In all Just conditions. Like- in wet, in the dry. Da, da, da. Um, it's, I mean, I'm super pumped for him. Super proud. It's, it's strange at the same time. Like, I'm trying to keep up with him uh, mm-hmm. rather than, like, passing him and never seeing him again uh as it has been in the past so it's it's a change it's a change um so our our good buddy tim also came out so it was like the whole team the whole gang back together uh which was made for a really good weekend so friday we went out and practice and really like i wasn't sure if the car was going to pass sound that was one of my concerns Turns out it did, so that was good. Um, but the rest of the car, we weren't sure what everything was going to be like. Um, this was literally the first time I've driven all year, and the first time the Miata's been out after a f- enough changes. So just going out, feeling the car out, like the first three, four laps, I wasn't hitting red line. I wasn't f- flooring it, like just is the car going to hold together sort of thing. Uh, it did. So, um, started to pick up the pace a little bit and qualifying, qualifying went fine. I think there were low twenties in the car and I, uh, or sorry, low 20 entry list. I qualified 12th, Brian qualified 10th. Um, and so it was fine. And <laughs> I love how you're not like uh, middle, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was really trying to feel out the car cause the car had changed a lot that I, and I didn't really realize 
until the next day how much it had changed. So we went into race one knowing that it was likely going to rain, um, which Brian and I were both pumped about. We're wet weather people. We really enjoy it. So we we both put our wet weather set up on. We did our um, suspension adjustments and just went out there just looking to looking to have a good time, basically. I did my uh, intake adjustment so I w- wouldn't be swallowing water and went out. And uh, Brian uh, got hard charger of the race. He passed five people. Um and I passed four, and so between the two of us, we had more passes, I think, than the rest of the field combined, but just had a had a good time, and he was able to pass a few people in just the perfect, perfect spots. Um, I'd, uh, I had to really work to get past the, the few that I did. Uh, it took some effort, but it was fun. Um, had a good time. It was kind of nice to... Nice to get out there, and AMP is really high grip in the wet. Um, oh, is it? It is nothing like Mid Ohio. It's even you know, it's nothing like Autobahn. It's you can almost not put a foot wrong in the wet. There are better things than others, but it's pretty much pick your pick your own adventure and go for it. Which which we had kind of noticed the night before. We actually did a track walk. Um, well done. Thanks. Well done. Thanks. We tried to record it. Turns out, um, I don't know what's going on with the SD card and our new portable recorder, but I got to figure that out. But as we were walking around, like I was dragging my foot across the track, and just not much difference in polish versus rough. It was just pretty uniform. You could definitely feel where it was rubbered up, but the rest of it was pretty uniform. So had had a good result. Um, car felt fine. Got to do some pretty close quarters racing in the rain, so that was kind of invigorating. And um, yeah, it was good. We that's Brian's highest finish ever. I think that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably right. He definitely earned it too. It was yep. he drove the hell out of that thing. So, yeah, we and went. a good good front wheel drive LSD car in the rain, um, especially when you can soften it up so it's not super rotatey. Yeah, is is kind of a beautiful thing. So, yep. yeah, and I definitely got to see him <laughs> get a little extra rotatey uh, <laughs> out of one of the corners. That was fun. Um, but yeah, to come out of on the first lap to come out of turn thirteen, and Brian and I were right behind Houghton, so I was seeing these two massive front wheel drive four door sedans in front of me, just like <laughs> I hope Brian's appreciating this. This is kind of cool. Um, and so yeah, that night we went out to uh, dinner just real basic food and ended up doing some karaoke and a dance party. Um, cause it's grid life and you know, that's part of, part of what you do as one does. Yeah. 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 Um, then the next morning we woke up kind of a damp race, um, still did pretty well. Um, but this is when I started to experience my car really not 
uh, behaving the way that I'm used to. Uh, had a lot more understeer and entry than I'm used to. Uh, for all corners, slow corners? Uh, slow corners, yeah. Definitely a mechanical thing. Okay. And it was something I'm not used to. And, you know, we we did two changes that would have affected this. One is we have a 1.5-way LSD which partially locks under D-cell, which will increase understeer on entry on D-cell. And we also shifted some weight to the rear of the car, uh, which will do the same. So both of the changes, like our corner balance is creepy good. Like it's really quite close uh, to all four corners being equal. That may change. I may shift that up as we do some testing and things. I may try to actually move some static weight from the rear to the front. Um, the LSD is doing its job. I mean, I've had an overseer problem on entry for quite a while now, and part of mitigating that was getting this LSD. But right now, it is hard to manage. <laughs> But one of our who was who were we talking to? One of our guests who said, you know, that's that's what trail braking is. That's trail braking is yes. adding pressure to the front of the car to reduce that mechanical yep. that that that's understeer Paul, on on low speed cars. Paul Gerard, yep, that was yeah. him. And I he was told you what to do, Scott. I I was trying to. A and P is also really strange under braking, or at least it was for me. Um, there were only a couple of us without anti-lock brakes, and we all kind of had the same feeling. Turn one is like a downhill braking zone, and so you can have a really hard initial hit, but then you have to taper off, and then when you turn in, it drops off even more, so it really encourages understeer. Um, to turn six, you're never really going straight, and I was locking up the inside front, kind of going into that one. And it was just tough. It was tough for me to try. I was fiddling with brake bias, trying to get that dialed in. And because, you know, when you're going downhill, you can't load up the front of the car like you normally need to. So you have to transfer some of the braking towards the rear. Right. But that doesn't help get transfer the load to the front like I need to. So... It's this track, I think, wants a specific setup that I don't think we necessarily had. I think it wants a little more weight on the on the nose, and I think it wants um, certainly more arrow um, because there's really no straightaway. You're always, always okay. turning. You're always doing something. A um, lot of elevation, tons of elevation. Um, so there's... It's also hard to relax in the car because <laughs> you're always doing something. So, um, and our pyrometer also, our pyrometer probe also broke. Uh, so, the fancy one? Yeah. Oh, so we were man. largely flying blind. We we were able to borrow a probe for race three. And um, Becky checked and turns out uh, she nailed it anyway, (laughs) 
with that All right. without a pyrometer um like nailed it nailed it so i'm i mean she's she's pretty good at what she does uh at this point so race three went fine it was a dry race um again i just didn't have the pace to um really keep up with some of the fast guys race four was my best um starting position i ended up p5 i should have been p6 but houghton was late to grid uh so i started p5 and um working my butt off to try to keep up with a couple of the um like tom and andy and i had a meal right in front of me is working my butt off trying to keep up with them for a few laps and whatnot and oh yeah race three i almost ran out of gas (laughs) the the last two laps um kind of to finish each of the laps is a long left-hander right before a sweeping right. All right. And then the long left-handers, the next to last lap, I fuel starved for <laughs> a moment. Like it was, it was going like, and I'm like, oh, crap. And I knew it was a white flag because Becky came over and told me. And I had enough of a lead at that point that, like, it wasn't this lap, but I knew next time around it was going to be a real thing. So I was upshifting sooner than I usually do. I was braking a little sooner than I usually do, like, trying to conserve just a little more. Like, this is endurance racing stuff. But it's right, like, right. I'm, like, pulling all of the tricks out of my bag to try to, <laughs> to try to finish this. And sure enough, I come out of 13. 14 and i've got this uh old supra and a turbo miata behind him and it fuel cuts again so i like do a quick lift get back into it it doesn't come back so i lifted again and got back in and then it came back and by that point they were bearing down on me so i made my car as wide as possible like to the point where they had to go for a non-existent gap on the outside or on the inside there or try to chance it going on the outside in the marbles and stuff. Fortunately, they had to check up enough to where I was able to keep them behind me, but that was a moment. So related to that, do you guys carry a spare fuel pump? Pump? No. Only because, you know, running cars dry is really hard on the fuel pump. Well, it's, and that's the fun part. Like the car still had five gallons in it, four or five gallons in it. So as long as we were going straight or braking or something, it was fine. But it was on sustained turns that everything went away. Probably fine then. Probably fine. Yeah. It it wouldn't restart right before race four. (laughs) Like I was sitting in grid and they had just given the go signal and I was like, I'm like backing, backing. Push all the push all the air bubbles out of the fuel line. That's exactly right. And of course, like it starts up smoking all over the place, smelling like fuel. I'm like something. This isn't right, and it cleared up. I'm like, all right, probably fine. Never mind. We're good. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. So that was you know that was a moment. Our new comm system um works great. Um. You know, between the muffler and our my new earpieces, it's quiet now. Like it's really a strange sensation to drive 
while things are quieter. Do you find it more relaxing? I think so. I was talking to Brian about this earlier today. Like, I noticed that it was quiet, but I'm not sure what that's going to do for me yet, if that makes sense. Like, I noticed that it was a change, but I'm, I'm not sure, like, how or if that's benefiting me. Yeah. Um, but it was certainly noticeable. My car certainly sounds slower <laughs> because everything's quieter. Yeah, I rode so so Sonia's the endurance bike you rode, Sonia's bike is loud, like loud, loud. And she wears earplugs because she wants to hear when she's old. And I usually Fair. forget to wear earplugs because I'm already old. You are old. And yeah. I didn't wear them the first two half hours because I just forgot. Like I knew she was coming in and I put my helmet on and I get ready to go. And then yep. I get out the first, like the second corner. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. Forgot earplugs. And I did wear them the second two stints. And it was different. I can't tell you it was better, but I can tell you it was same. Definitely different. Um, I'm sure it's like better for me from a holistic health standpoint to yep. not be bombarded by the world's loudest motorcycle. Well, but and it was it was something I pursued because uh, Tom told me that, like I, I remember asking like something, like what's something that we wouldn't have thought would be a performance enhancer, and he said earplugs or like noise isolating earpieces. Because for him, like it took the the anxiety and like the the hurry of everything down a notch because everything was quieter, and so I I'm certainly hoping that's the case for me. But yeah, this this time around, like driving was kind of new again to me. The car was new, and I noticed the change, but I I'm not sure I quite had the bandwidth to be able to reflect in the moment of what that was actually doing for me. But it was nice to be able to hear Becky easier. Um, yeah. And, you know, her her headset is good. You know, she can actually do stuff with her phone uh, rather than just, like, have the mute button on her phone up because her new headset has a mute button on it. Oh, that's nice. Um, so it's not quite push to talk. Uh, it's not quite that simple, but it's close and was 100 bucks instead of, like, more than that yeah you guys aren't running like twenty five hundred dollar full race com right. nonsense right um although race com did do our stuff so yeah all the i was just i was just speaking in a yeah, general I term i didn't <laughs> apparently it's a thing if you want to sponsor our show race com apparently i'm doing a good job nice job um but yeah they i'm so instead of going to a radio all my stuff goes into a little bluetooth dongle that connects to I, my phone I love the word dongle. Dongle. It's, yeah, it's great. Cheeky. So, yeah, it was great to see people um, be around the race community, actually have like our full team and group there, including Herman. Um, would have been better if you were there, but whatever. Yeah. You said you had a small, like small-ish field, 20-some cars. Yeah, low um, 20s. Did it feel like... Like it felt like a proper grid life though. There was enough people in general and I mean, not a festival, but a proper motorsports event. Like there was like people there having a good time filling up the field of other, other classes, that sort of thing. Yeah. They actually had the largest Sunday cup entry list that they've ever had. (laughs) 
fantastic. At this pretty small event, I want to say it was like fourteen cars or something. Like, I mean, they were jokingly did a uh, you know Sunday Cup B spec <laughs> race once. Um, the The rain on Saturday kind of dampened the 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 hangout time. I think. I think most people just like went and hid for the most part. Um, I did a few karaoke numbers from the Blues Brothers, uh, which I enjoyed very greatly. Uh, among other things, James killed it like usual. So that was good. Yeah, that's it's kind of his jam, though. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, it was a good time. Um, I think it was a good, like, introduction. And the next Grid Life is going to kind of be similar. It's um, Blackhawk Farms which is usually a smaller, more chill event as well. So I think having these two back-to-back for me will be kind of a, a nice soft introduction uh, to kind of get get to know the car and, you know, still do some instruction and stuff like that. And, uh, is Blackhawk a full points event, or is it the fun stuff like in previous years? Yep, fun race. Um, yeah, they'll be, you know, they'll be keeping track, but, yeah, it doesn't go towards season points at all. And uh, my son will be there, so um, yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of see how what that's like. I'm a, I'm a little nervous, uh, just in like my bandwidth and where my energy goes, because I love hanging out with him, and racing takes a lot of focus. <laughs> so it does. Um, yeah. So it's. I know that'll kind of be an internal struggle I have, but. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great event to bring the family. It's such a cool spot to go. Blackhawk's such a neat track. It's, um, cool. it's got, you know, you've got all the trees there to hang out underneath. Um, yeah. The facility is a good hang facility. Um, and it's so easy to walk to slightly different spots. You can see a bunch of the track. You can see, yeah. like, like as a, as a family spectator thing, like you can see a bunch of cool car stuff going on. It's yep. not like it. At other tracks at NCM where you're like, you car went by. Yay. Yeah. Or or even or even Road America. I think Road America is gorgeous and is great to explore, right. but from a spectator point of view, like it is tough. It's huge. It's tough. so big. Um so yeah, so now we basically um do a hard switch on focus and it's all about mooncake now. Oh yeah, because your next thing is until after one lap. So you Correct. guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've got to get my exhaust kind of sorted out and up to snuff. But um, I might be trying to get my door bars reworked as well. Now that I don't have full doors anymore, it's noticing at AMP my elbow wanted to like where my elbow wanted to be when I was really turning because it's a tight track wanted to be right where my door bar was and hmm. so I had to like put my elbow to the inside of that which made it really hard to turn uh, <laughs> kind of it was a real workout real awkward get, uh, awkward get yourself stuff. some NASCAR door bars over there that's kind of what I'm looking at so yeah um yeah so mooncake uh it's getting a whole host of upgrades i don't think becky wants to give away all of them yet you know we're doing this thing for fun right i do becky does 
but she's she, one of the like going fast is fun people like that's that that's what is fun she likes to do things well she likes to excel at things all right and so she is going to excel at prepping her car or like putting all the things that she wants to like a long time ago for the sunday cup in one lap we were like all right so we'll do like sunday cup plus you know we'll allow air dams and under trays back to the center line we'll allow like tiny wings break upgrades you know if you want to do a huge break kick go for it like you know just all these things that sunday cup cars aren't allowed to do you know if you want to go for it if not fine and you know a, f- a few months ago all of a sudden everyone's like no we're not doing air dams it's like well Becky's kind of already bought an air dam and a spare bumper <laughs> to do this and like I'm pretty sure she's gonna do it uh so so we're doing that and she's got some suspension upgrades to get done um certainly gonna nut and bolt the whole whole shebang and whatnot so it's uh it's gonna be a very different car so uh, instead of doing NCM, we're going to do a test weekend one day at Gingerman, one day at Putnam uh, to get us both seat time in on those tracks in her car. So should be. I have these same. I'm having these same conversations with like two thirds of the Sunday Cup field too. I keep going like, remember we're we're doing this to have a good time, right? Like yes. we're going to drive around for a week and we're going to have fun with our buddies. Y'all need to relax just a smidge, yeah? Yes. Part part of it for me is like I don't have a whole lot of seat time in her car. That's fine. Um and I've never I'm, driven Bob's car, so whatever. And if if I want to be like reasonably comfortable, because I also don't want to wreck her car. But yeah, that's probably true. So you know, because I have to go home with her and look her <laughs> right. look yeah, her. Yeah, you can just give eye. Bob the finger and hop on an airplane. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. See you, Bob. Um <laughs> Yes, and after all the upgrades, I mean, I certainly want to put my butt in the seat, and um, she feels comfortable when she's, you know, at least been to some some different things. So, you know, the day at Gingerman, I think, is going to be good because it's our baseline track. Then doing Putnam, which I lived next to for lots of years when I was growing up but never actually drove on, is a very different, like, high-speed light breaking track um that i think will uh give us give us some extra insight into the car and whatnot so yeah are we going anywhere this year that should really beat the snot out of the brakes i don't think so um that was kind of my thought too. Because it's that nowhere this year was like brutal. It's not like we don't have a Sebring or a Road Atlanta or any of that nonsense. No, we, we're doing CMP, which is like, uh, sorry, Nashville Super Speedway, which is like Daytona scaled down. Okay. Um, which, by the way, related to that, I showed my wife a track map of Daytona and she's like, that's not an oval at all. I'm like, I know. You are correct. <laughs> They called a trioval, <laughs> right? Which is not the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're doing National Super Speedway. We're doing Heartland, um, which I know is a pretty high speed track as well uh, that I haven't been to, and most of the other Sunday Cup people went to. 
Uh, we'll be doing the drag events there. We're doing Barber, which I'm super excited about, but have never actually done. That's kind of the one that I want. Like, if there's one that I want to drive, it's kind of Barber. Yeah. Um, yeah, the elevation, and there's a bunch of... You just so need pretty. to know where you're going <laughs> as it's you come so over the crest. pretty, and I want to I want to ride it on motorcycles too. So there's kind of like... Well, this is kind of like my my test thing. Maybe I'll just like test it out. Yeah, dip, dip your toe. Yeah. Uh, CMP we're doing. Um, Putnam, and then the autocross Lanier. To be honest, I'm probably most pumped about Lanier again. I yeah. loved that event. It was, it's just so silly and stupid. Uh, it's a good time. I drove. We drove CMP maybe the first year Brian took the Civic. Okay. I feel like that's where we fixed the brakes like in in paddock prior to the event. We okay. were like putting new pads on. Um we drove that and I have pretty good memory like like I have like emotionally have pretty good memories of that track. Um, um I think that's, that's one of mine, one of the ones I'm driving. Okay. CMP Barber. Yeah, you guys are all like pro and splitting it up and whatever. Yeah, we're doing it by track. We're not like we're not splitting the time like morning afternoon session. That's what the real racers do is they they do two, you know, they split the tracks up so that they can get better times and the people who are there to experience everything. They know. split the mornings and afternoons, but we 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 do like to do well if we can. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so yeah, it's going to shift a little bit. Um Still going to be working on Miata things kind of in the background, checking it over, making sure it's ready to go and whatnot. But yeah, it's pretty much going to sit for two months almost, um, which is weird. I kind of I kind of want to get it out to a tr- like just a track day just so I can drive it, kind of feel it out a little bit more, see what I need to do to make it go better. But but not today. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about whether or not you have... Um like some something that's it's a fundamental setup issue that's causing this understeer or i mean is it just something inherent to the car the way the weight sits and things is it something about that particular track um yeah I'd, is it i want to get it i kind of want to get it back out to gingerman again like yeah. it's not it's not like my favorite track anymore but it's here and i've got so many laps there like well, you I, know how it should feel yeah, there. I, I think I can figure out really like hone down what the differences are, where they are, and if how and if I can drive around it, and then what changes we can make so that it's just better. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, I won't say I'm like the world's biggest fan of testing, but I kind of am. So... I mean, we, we've had enough people on here and we know enough to know that testing is a good thing. Yeah. Like just competing all the time is not, it's not a great, great thing. Well, it's, it's maybe not the optimal way to do it. It's the way that, that a lot of people have to do it just because of time and cost constraints. Yeah. But if you have the opportunity and the wherewithal to test, I think it makes your race weekends better. I feel you. Well, just saying, just saying, just saying, well, we are track walking podcasts at track walking podcasts on 
Instagram and Facebook. Track Walking Chats is the um, discussion group, chat group, whatever. Old school forum. But we'll be here next week now that I'm not pulling my hair out. And I'm We'll Scott. be relaxed. And I'm Seth. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>